Is it on? It looks like it. What? Are you ever eager to be behind the scenes of your church? To know what Grace's leadership is thinking about, burdened about, or talking about? Maybe the things we're planning for, praying for, and hoping for. Have you ever wondered these things? If so, welcome to the Sweet 201 Podcast, which is your chance to go behind the scenes into the very heart and soul of Grace's leadership team. Thanks for listening. Good afternoon, friends and listeners of the Sweet 201 Podcast. My name is Joel Busby, and we are so happy that you're along for what I think will be episode... Seven. Seven? Seven. Of the Sweet 201. I'm sitting here in the uh, Sweet 201 Grace Fellowship podcast recording studio. The Sweet 201 on Linden Avenue in Central Homewood. I'm sitting here with my good pals and workmates, John Colburn. It's really good to be here with you guys. It's like 87 degrees in this room right now. Guys, one thing you need to know about Grace Fellowship is problems related to temperature <laughs> have plagued us. Are universal. Day one. No matter where we've gone, we've had problems with the temperature, including in our office. And we're also here with the lovely, talented, gifted, hardworking, ever present, compassionate, caring ministry coordinator, <laughs> Laura Schwears. Hey guys, I'm glad to be here with y'all. Mm-hmm. Guys, we have a lot of fun when we do these podcasts, and we're so thankful that you're here um, along with us. Well, on the Sweet 201, we want to occasionally talk about a contemporary issue. Not because we feel like the leaders of your church have to be talking heads about just whatever contemporary thing happens. There's a lot of noise out there, a lot of people sharing their opinions. We don't want to be that, but we do want to be good leaders, and we do want to shepherd you wisely. And uh, we know that some things that you see on the news are burning things that you're wondering about. And one thing we've said around Grace Fellowship since day one is that either our faith addresses reality or who cares. Mm -hmm. So on occasion, we're going to talk about contemporary issues and really to just be an exercise in thinking Christianly about these things. Today's going to be a little different, though. Um, We're going to let you behind the scenes into the very heart and soul of how we've tried to lead our church through one of the more interesting contemporary phenomenon of any of our lifetimes. <laughs> so anybody want to take a guess what we might be talking about? Mm. McDonald's changing away from uh, animal fat to vegetable oil on their fries? <laughs> That's actually not it, John, oh, okay. although that was on the whiteboard, which I'm going to scratch off right now. <laughs> Maybe the coronavirus? Oh, guess coronavirus. There it is. Guys, we are living in the middle of maybe the most serious public health crisis of any of our lifetimes or the greatest hoax ever known to man, depending on who you ask. (laughs) Uh, In all seriousness, we're talking about the pandemic, the coronavirus situation. And I joke about it like that because it has been a hard challenge for us as a leadership team. Mm -hmm. You guys agree? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, In some ways, I think it's been the leadership challenge of a lifetime, and at least one of the reasons it has been is really the thing I just shared, is that so many people have such different ways they think about it. At Grace Fellowship, we have the ultra, 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 ultra cautious types that are that way in really everything in their life. 
We also have the folks who have very, very, very particular health needs. Mm -hmm. We have a disproportionate number of those, honestly, for a church our size. We have the folks who work in the healthcare field and have certain regulations mandated by their employers. Mm -hmm. We have people who just are tired of hearing about it and have decided not to think about it anymore. We have people not sure what to think about it. Uh, all the way down to this is really nothing and completely blown out of proportion. And we have all of that present in our church as we try to lead. It's been hard. Mm-hmm. It's also been hard, I think, for you guys personally, for me personally, and even professionally in our role. So would you guys take a couple minutes and just share about some of the harder things that you've experienced since really the beginning of March personally? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I can share. I'll be totally honest and say I was not doing well at the beginning of COVID-19, as y'all know, I'm highly relational and an extrovert, and I thrive off of relationships and being with people and... And being with people physically. Being with people physically, for sure. And if I ever doubted that about myself, it was made clear when uh, quarantine began. And, you know, I've been at Grace just part-time last year and I came on full-time in January and I feel like I just had about three months to kind of feel good about what I was doing and kind of get into a groove and then that kind of got flipped upside down overnight and um it's being at Grace is my job but personally it's just such a source of friendship and encouragement and community for me and so having to kind of not totally put that on pause, but for being in my house and not being in the office was just really hard for me emotionally and uh, just mentally. Um, It it was just really hard for me personally, the way I was wired to not be around the normal people that I do life with. And um, I just was not made to live life through a screen. And that was just hard for me. And um, maybe in some unique ways that really challenged me and um yeah it was just something I kind of had to like grieve for a little bit and um yeah it was it was hard I think just like how sudden it came on kind of threw me for a loop and I kind (laughs) of struggled those first few weeks yeah I can hear our listeners just nodding their heads and saying "Mm -hmm," to you all because I know what you just shared there is something a lot of people can connect with Mm -hmm. what about you John personally yeah when I just think about it personally, I I feel like it has created kind of a a sense of interruption for me pretty consistently. Like there's, uh, we're always reevaluating new information. We're trying to think about the safest way to do things. Um, and even early on, um, just personally, as I was making my own plans about uh, how my weeks were going to go and how my days were going to go and what my responsibilities were. Um, so many of the rhythms and regular styles of work and relationship in my life had been kind of set to the side or upended uh, that I feel like it took me really a couple uh, couple weeks, even maybe towards a month to get my feet back on the ground in terms of being able to move in a consistent direction, whether it was stuff that I was working on personally with my own soul and with the Lord, um, whether it was... uh, April and I's relationship, whether it was stuff I was working on at work, it just felt like um, everything kind of got interrupted and had to be done differently. And and it took me a while to get up to running speed um, again um, to find something that even felt kind of normal. Like I could go back to making some sort of 
um, growth or development in kind of any way, whether it's personal or, or, or ministry or otherwise. Yeah, I think one thing that's unique about the two of you guys is your jobs here at Grace really, in a unique way, revolve around the weekly gathering stuff that we do. Mm-hmm. So I'd love for y'all to just share a little bit more about your role at Grace and how uh, how you had to really rethink your, your literal job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think for me, it just kind of totally changed. Like I said, I just had like three months where I was kind of feeling good about being here full time. And I feel like I'd really like honed in on knowing how to execute and run a Sunday and all the details that went into that from kids volunteers to worship guides to set up to all of that and kind of just gotten into like this rhythm throughout my week of knowing what I needed to do on each day to get to Sunday to Mm -hmm. make it go well and so when we halted our Sunday services and just went to Zoom it just kind of threw me for a loop because all of a sudden everything that I'd been working towards for the last year particularly those last few months kind of completely changed overnight and so I kind of was left standing with okay well what does this mean for my job um and I still had some things to do it just like overnight from one Sunday to the next within that span of a week just completely changed and that was kind of hard for me it kind of took me some time to reevaluate some things and um seek the Lord and kind of seek wisdom of like okay what is this going to look like for me now especially when we were just doing zoom I kind of felt a little bit aimless I guess and it was just convicting for me that like my identity can't be wrapped up in this job and um yeah it was some hard like not just emotionally and kind of just work-wise but also just like spiritually kind of convicting things too that I don't know you really challenged me a lot of just saying like it's okay just to like take some time to rest and to spend time with the Lord and your soul and I'm just so prone to kind of like staying busy and working and checking off all the boxes and doing all the things and when that kind of got thrown out the window I was just convicted by how I didn't really know what to do with it Mm -hmm. and how it was really hard for me to like allow myself to kind of take that time to do some like soul work and time with the Lord and that just be okay. Mm-hmm. John, what about you and just some of your job stuff? Yeah, I mean, I think when I think about the things that um, you, Joel, and the elders have kind of asked me to be uh, aware of and responsible for around Grace Fellowship, when you think about congregational life, it has a lot to do with kind of the engagement of our people and the growth of our people. And we had a ton of different things in place, uh, ministry expressions that we were trying to do in a certain way. And even grow to a new level. And yeah, develop even deeper, yeah. whether it was a, a local mission team that was growing and developing, a global mission team that was growing and developing our home groups that were in a pretty solid rhythm, um, our, our men's and women's discipleship stuff, the end of Grace Greenhouse. There was so much going on at our church um, that I was really excited to see where the Lord was taking it. Um, that being unable to be physically with one another for six weeks really cut a lot of those things off. Um, And I think one of the things I learned about myself is I I tend to be a little bit more of an innovator than an inventor. And so like when everything was set back to nothing, it was really hard for me to get the ball rolling again. Um, However, uh, it's given me some opportunities to think about like 
all the different ways that the Lord has given us to do those things in our congregation, to be engaged one another, to be families to one another, to grow one another, to grow all together into the Lord, to practice um, discipleship uh, amongst our congregation, um, and to rethink about the way that we do those things and trying to find a way to do those things that's both safe, obviously, given the the current moment, uh, but also still fulfills all the things we want to be as a church body. Um, so I think it, it took a little bit for me to strip away everything that I'd gotten used to so that I could begin to to think about like the the things that the Lord might have for us. John, I think, I think you just made an interesting distinction. Laura, did you pick up on it? He said he's more of an innovator than an inventor. Mm-hmm. I found that kind of interesting. Say more about that. How, how, what do you, what's the distinction there? Um, it is easier for me, I think, to solve a problem where it is actively happening and ongoing to think about a new way to do something we're already doing. So improving yeah. the process or... Or a structure yeah. or a plan. That, that It's easier for me to see what's wrong with the plan and then think about ways we could do what we're doing differently than it is to kind of look at an empty room and figure out how to throw a bunch of things on the walls <laughs> and envision what it might be otherwise. Um, and so when we had all these things on the walls, to use the metaphor... Um, <laughs> Like, like home groups, like discipleship strategies, like local and global mission teams. Um, there were a lot of ways I could see a future for them. Yeah, and innovate within those structures. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, but when all those things had to kind of change fundamentally uh, very quickly, it, it was hard for me to adjust, I think. Um, but uh, but we, are, we are learning a new normal in a lot of ways with those things. Um, Joel, what about for you? I mean, I know that you've had to carry a lot of the weight of kind of leadership and consensus building um, among kind of our church body and helping people feel confident and comfortable to be a part of Grace Fellowship. So so what do you feel like you've kind of learned about leading such a diverse group of people through um, something really challenging like coronavirus? Yeah, that's a good question. appreciate you asking it. Um, I'm still learning a lot about it because obviously this is still an ongoing thing. But, you know, I had personal things too. Um, so in contrast to what John just said, I really love inventing. Mm-hmm. Joel um, loves an empty room. I love an empty room. I like change. I like uncertainty. Uh, getting to go to nothing to make a thing again, that's the sort of stuff that I really enjoy. Um, but what I learned in the process is that not everyone at Grace Fellowship feels <laughs> that way. And I think I think early on, I was just kind of kind of running with everything, just trying to do what needed to be done, and honestly, kind of being energized by it all. Mm-hmm. Um, there was definitely hardships and burdens and stresses and some aches that were occurring that I just sort of stuffed away because it's like you know I'm I'm the leader of this thing. I don't really have the luxury to kind of sit around and be sad about stuff. So, and this is a weakness, a personal weakness with how I handle um, negative hard emotional things I tend to just basically ignore them and buckle down and work harder <laughs> have you guys noticed this about me maybe just a little bit uh, and, and both John and Laura were really good at helping me personally through all of that and I'm thankful for that and then in my role as a pastor you know between our elder team and our staff team John Laurel Ethan um, our interns just our, our Monday ministry team you know, we really felt strongly that we just needed to establish, I don't know, I, maybe I'll call them like principles for leading Grace Fellowship through pandemic 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, and we wanted some principles up and running that we could filter decisions by. 
just real quickly, I'll share what those were just to allow the listeners to kind of get in the inside. But the first thing we knew we needed to be was just gentle shepherds. And there's so much uncertainty, so much fear, so much job loss, um, so much extra crazy, busy job stuff. And we had people in our church that were having to work 80, 90 hours a week um, for stretches. And we just knew it was going to be a tense time. And we just, as a team, John Laurel, our Monday team, our elders, we just wanted to lead gently. We wanted to be gentle with people's preferences and fears and comforts and all those things. So we just kind of called that the gentleness principle. And can we be gentle through this? A second thing we established is something you guys have seen on emails from me is we just called it like the 245 principle. Philippians chapter 2 verses 4 and 5 says, Let each of, one, each of you not only look to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, what's, what's there is we're, we can look to our own interests. Mm-hmm. But let's not just look to our own interests, but also the interests of others. So we just try to challenge each other to, let's try to make decisions to help serve, love, and lead the person at Grace Fellowship who is experiencing this very opposite of the way that you and I are. Mm -hmm. Can we think about that person? Mm -hmm. Like right now, I think of a person in our church that is experiencing this maybe most opposite of me. How am I leading in such a way that takes that person's heart and soul and body and spiritual life into account? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. And then the third thing I started just calling like the curiosity principle, like, can we just ask ourselves this question? Like, if God has given us these circumstances, then what is the invitation from him? Can we get curious? Why are we in this situation? I wonder what there is to learn. I wonder what gifts our perfect good shepherd Jesus might have for our church in this moment. We try to just be curious about that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, I've, I've learned, I've learned a lot of things, um, you know, I think the main thing I've learned is that um, leading people is a hard thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. Leading people through a crisis is a maybe even harder thing. Um, leading a team through is hard. and But if you can kind of align decision-making around a couple, like, key principles, it kind of, it kind of builds a consensus. And that's what we've tried to do, mm-hmm. however imperfectly. It's also been a huge blessing the way that the folks at Grace Fellowship who are listening to my voice right now have been so gracious with us and patient with us and just rolled with it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Really engaged in our Zoom meetings, our outdoor worship services, rain, shine, heat, really engaged. uh, People going out of their way to try to be flexible. Mm -hmm. That's been a gift to us. Um, as we as we wind down here, guys, uh, why don't we just why don't we just say? I mean, if if we've asked that question, here are our circumstances. What is the invitation? What are some things that you guys believe the Lord has done for us as a church in this time? Let's like close this podcast by just sharing some things we've seen Him do. Mm. Uh, I think one thing that you've really challenged us as a church to think on, and I've also thought about it for myself personally is just what actually is a church and when you kind of like strip all that down the heart and soul like what is it that we're actually doing and um, I know we've talked about that as a leadership team and as a church but it's been really kind of pivotal for my own personal self and um yeah, I've just, my eyes have kind of really been opened up to that and saw that 
you know, as we kind of had to shift things, but particularly since we've been doing these outdoor services and, you know, I don't think I'll ever forget the Sunday afternoon that it was torrential downpouring and you just keep on preaching and just being reminded of the simple things that the church actually is. And if we have that, that's really all we need. Um, and not being able to worship in a building or having the rain come out of nowhere might not make it like the easiest, but at the end of the day, like we have all that we need Mm -hmm. and just being able to see the, the beauty in that and the treasure that we do have, um, has just been really, I think good for us as a church, but me just personally in my own heart and the way that I see the Lord and the church and what's been given to us and really treasure that in a deeper way that I don't know if I would have before. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Mm Mm-hmm. John, what comes to mind for you? We're just thinking out loud together. Yeah. I mean, I think one of the great things that I've had the chance to see, um, I guess, secondhand, not physically because of kind of coronavirus, but secondhand over the course of the last few months is just watching as our home group leaders have helped us extend care to kind of the ends of our congregation and just a little bit of a decentralizing of the ways that we've had to care for our people. Um all these things have made it harder for Joel or I to be kind of physically present immediately with uh, individuals in our church. Um, whether they're people who are having babies, whether they're people who um, are struggling with some of the consequences of this. You mentioned job loss. You mentioned um, even just the, the sense of isolation of um, being quarantined or, or, or the stay-at-home orders. And I think I've just, I've had the chance to see an incredible amount of God's people uh, put to work in terms of caring for God's people. Uh, and, and that's been a real great joy that um, the foundations of a family that we really have been trying to build at Grace Fellowship for so many years um, have been instilled in such a way that like this church really became a family to each other when uh, we needed to be uh, throughout coronavirus. And I just I just feel like the Lord has blessed us with uh, gifted people who love and care for one another uh, in friendships and in uh, congregational relationships in a way that um, uh, really should not have surprised me, but has brought me great joy mm-hmm. uh, to watch and see, even as some of the structures and ways we maybe tried to engineer those things faded away. Um, what the Lord still intended to do through those relationships was sustained because it depends on him and not on our structures <laughs> or our engineering. <laughs> yeah, you know, and in the providence of God, that was something we had kind of prayed for for months is what would it look like for us to try to find ways to decentralize congregational care? Mm-hmm. And it happened. You know, I'll just share one quick note that we were at an elder meeting during all of this and we always go around and share particular care needs to pray for our people in those meetings. And each of our elders who oversee a home group and oversee another home group at Grace had these care issues they brought to the table and say, let's say there were 10 of them, like like eight of them I didn't know about at all, mm-hmm. which is actually a huge, mm-hmm. um, huge win and a real healthy thing for a church. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was just blessed and kind of overjoyed by that. Yeah. Laura, what are the things you can think of that God's given to us in this time? Um, I think that, you know, it really, like, challenged us to really put together a communication plan and how we do things and the way that we communicate with our people and our structure. And I feel like that's been helpful that maybe we wouldn't have kind of 
tied down as much if we weren't kind of, we really needed that. Um, and that became very apparent at the beginning that we needed to come up with a good communication plan for our people. In case you guys didn't know, um, Laurel Schwears has become um, Grace Fellowship's official communication <laughs> specialist, podcast editor, <laughs> uh, newsletter, compiler. You know, you, you just, so many things in your role, Laurel, I feel like once you got kind of, you were out of your groove, then you had to get back in a groove and found a whole new area mm-hmm. of ministry to walk into that you've yeah. really excelled at. Honestly. Yeah, it's kind of funny to look back on, I think. I felt like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And then Corona kind of like tossed that up into the air. And I've just had a lot of joy recently, like seeing new things that I've been able to do and things that A, I didn't even know how to do or B, think I'd be good at. But I'm actually finding that I really enjoy it. And it's kind of just given me like some joy and excitement, um, which I just kind of laugh at because at the beginning of all this, I just was really struggling and so in a way, like, I've just been thankful for how the Lord has done that in me and just the ways that you all have encouraged me to do new things and um, had no idea that Corona would turn me into a podcast editor, but here we are, and I love it. Mm-hmm. It's been really fun. Yeah, in some ways, the Sweet 201, um, at least the, the desire to go ahead and get it going was just feeling like we needed a better avenue to let you guys behind the scenes of the things mm-hmm. we were thinking and talking about. And I know for me, if I can just add a final one, you know, you get this language in the New Testament of, you know, the Apostle Paul saying, you know, I just, I just long for you. I long to be with you. Um, in the book of Philippians, as an example, Paul's separated from the church at Philippi, and he just wants to go be with them so bad. This concept in the New Testament of longing for one another with the very affection of Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, I've just sensed that. Mm-hmm. Our folks have just wanted to be together so bad. Mm-hmm and uh, have gone out of their ways to do that in creative ways Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to make that happen. And as a leadership team, is there a greater joy Mm -hmm. than knowing our folks are walking in the truth through a difficult time, Mm -hmm. but also very carefully? Mm -hmm. If I can use the word fastidiously. Mm. Can you define that for us, Joel? Fastidiously is just like intricately enduring the little bitty things over and over and over again. Yeah. Fastidiously caring for one another. And that's been a gift to see. Mm-hmm. I, I, I want to say just as we wrap up, um, John and Laurel have done such a wonderful job through all of this. Their jobs more than any were thrown up in the air and the way that they have been working so hard on things that you guys would never know or see um, to make our, our church move through this in a healthy way. Um, the ways that they've made my life personally so easy and the way that they've alleviated stress from me. Uh, I've just been so proud of the two of them, the hard work, the hours and hours that they have to spend now making our outdoor services happen. You guys have just done a great job and you've really led us through this in a beautiful way. So I'm, I'm, I'm thankful for that and uh, appreciate you for that and I know our listeners too. Thanks, dude. Thank you. Honor and privilege. Really sweet. It makes it easy when you love what you're doing and love the people that you're doing it with. Mm-hmm. That's a great way to end it. Um, we do love what we're doing. Mm-hmm. There's so many burdens that come with ministerial work, but man, the joys are unspeakable. Mm-hmm. And we especially love you all. Uh, thanks so much for listening to our conversation on pastoring, leading, shepherding through a pandemic. Uh, we're so thankful that you guys have been along, and we cannot wait to be back with you again soon. General Laurel, 
do your like customary one <laughs> sign off. Well, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Okay, bye bye. Thanks, folks, for listening to The Sweet 201. For more information about Grace Fellowship, visit us on the web at gracebham.org. Sweet 201 is produced by the Manifold Group. The creative director and editor of The Sweet 201 is yours truly, Joel Busby. The Sweet 201 is mixed and edited by Laurel Schwears. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back soon.